0: Jesus uh-huh.
1: I thank God for those that came before us and led us and guided us. When I look into my own home and when I look into my life, I thank God for those that I got to meet, those that I got to deal with, and those that got to encourage and implant things into my life. But today, I we done took a little break, but I'm back on talking about I am the church. But one distinct difference today about the church, that I am, is most of us that say we the church have a disease that has creeped up in us. Most of us don't take this in a derogatory or a statement of of trying to not understand the difference between the importance of it, but it's a metaphoric way of saying it. Amen? Amen. Because I know when you get to talking about certain things, people take it, personally because it is personal but yet and still it is a example of what is going on. Despite the fact that we are the church there's a cancer within us that has developed over time. And that cancer is we don't like each other. Oh! Most of the people in the church don't want to be bothered with each other. Most of the people in the church don't like the folk in the church. But yet, the church is supposed to be a place that we come to to encourage and fellowship with one another. The church is supposed to remove and heal you from the the illnesses and the cancers and the negativeness and the thinkings that you have incorporated when you was out in the world. It's supposed to be unifying you. It's supposed to bring us together where we can practice loving things and people that we normally wouldn't even try to love. It's supposed to have a magnet of drawing, not through commonality, but through unity of Christ that we portray that we portray the love of Christ that will attract folks that is hurting and need a savior. But we have a problem. When I talk to people about the church and they say I'm a believer, right now. I ask them, well, why don't you wanna go to church? And they say, well, the church is fake. The faith, the church is phony. The church doesn't do what it's supposed to do. So then if that's the truth, I got a question. If that's the way you feel about the church, then how do you feel about the church that's in you? I'm sorry, Get the Bible library says the church came in me first. And if it's in me, then it can't be I must work on the church that's in me to become and look like the church that Jesus, oh, y'all need to See, I can't look around at everybody else and there's something wrong with my church. Because if I'm feeling the way God don't want me to feel, then my church ain't right. I can't blame one soul of what's wrong with my church. Because the church that's in me is the church that God is working on so that I can become the body of Christ. See, we've been preaching this stuff wrong. Because we preach it where it's everybody else's fault. But I noticed the day you got saved that the church came in you. And due to church coming in you, the church start working on you. And the church is designed in you to fix you so that you can be a light that God then called us to be. is not the light. It's the people in missfall that's the light. And if mistfall is not radiating the light Of Christ, then we got to work on the church that God. I know you don't want to hear because because we don't fellowship the way we need to fellowship. Cause we walk out of here talking about everything that was wrong with the fellowship. Uh-huh. <laughs> but have you ever noticed that most of the stuff that's wrong with the fellowship is the same thing wrong with you?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Because we so busy finding fault uh-huh. that we don't want to look inside uh-huh. and learn to be Now watch what I'm about to show you. I can find fault with anybody. But can I find love enough to forgive them and move on? Can I still love them despite their fault? And can I love them enough that no matter what they do, if I know that they are part of the fellowship and the body of Christ, do I have enough love in me to overcome their faults and understand that they still is at work in progress and I'm not gonna blame them, I'm gonna love them. That's what's wrong with the fellowship. We don't know how to fellowship. See, watch what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier, but when you was in the world, no matter what they did to you, if you loved them enough or liked them enough, you was willing to forgive them for their mistakes. If you was in the world and we went to, we went somewhere and they did something to you, instead of ruining the mood, you overlooked it to keep the joy going. But when you walk through the church door. When we walk through the church, though, the same rules you use out there, you don't bring it in. A body, a fellowship, we have more things in common in the church than we do with the folk not in the church. But yet and still, we don't know how to make the church important. And the Corinthian church had the same problem. Paul kept having to emphasize you got this thing wrong. You over here fussing and fighting over stuff that you don't fuss and fight for out there. But when you come in here and be the fellowship, why don't you bring the number one thing that I'm trying to get you? well hold on, watch this. Oh yeah. I'm gonna get to y'all Pick your feet up. Get on the pews. Cause I'm finna step dead on them. Why don't you bring the number one thing that the fruit of the Spirit is trying to bring in you? Why can't love be at the forefront of your life? And I'm not talking about that hero's love. And I'm not talking about filet love. I'm talking about agape love, a love that can overcome it all. I was listening to Deke talk about the, the, the woman and how she used to do what she did. Well, I understood what she did in the flesh. But then God says, that's because she did that. That was what she did to overcome things. But if she had me in her, then we could do it a different way. Because I'm gonna say ain't nothing wrong with the human involved. But when you start to raise yourself instead of what you say that you the church of, then you gotta represent what Christ said. He said you are the church, and the church is my fellowship, and you gotta represent. Oh, I did. Yeah. See, we, we see, this is how defeated we done got. We willing to preach. It's okay to act the way you act. It's okay for you to cuss everybody out. It. It's okay for you to be the way you want to be. It's okay not to like stuff and not to do things and not to do this and like that. That's what we preach to you. What the Bible say. Yeah. That you are a body of Christ. He didn't say, cuss them out. He said, love them. He said, whatever comes through the door, be the light that they can live with. He said, embrace them. Even though you don't want to embrace them. The problem with us today is we don't even love ourselves. See, the second commandment says, love your neighbor as you love yourself guess why you can't love your neighbor? Y'all keep yelling about the young folk. Ain't nothing wrong with them except one thing. They don't know how to love themselves so they can't love one another. But I'm not blaming them because every time they walk into the church house, they talk, you don't have to love one another. See, then if we not going to teach it, How are you going to learn it? God says a fellowship of believers. And through fellowship, we start to become what we're supposed to become. Through fellowship, when I'm weak, you're strong. Through fellowship, when I'm down, you can lift me up. When life ain't going right, through fellowship, You can give a word that will spark my spirit and lift me back up to where God needs me to be. We're supposed to be a fellowship of believers. And it's through God that we need to learn. Y'all can be seated. It's through God that we need to learn what a fellowship of believers is the first thing we all should have in common that you take for granted that God is the one that brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. If we agree with that, then we have to understand the reason why we fellowship together because the same thing that happened to me is the same thing that happened to you and the same God that brought me out of darkness It's the same God that brought you out of darkness. And it's the same God that we both should have in common and rejoice together because of what God did. The church is supposed to be sanctified, set apart, and living and growing. Toward what Christ is calling us to be. I'm not talking about the whole fellowship. Uh Right now, I'm talking about the church that's in you. Uh It's that church living and growing through the adversities and things that God is taking you through. And see, like our ancestors, like the Bible, Uh when things got rough, and life got hard and the world kept coming against them. They couldn't wait to run to the sanctuary. They couldn't wait to run to the temple. They couldn't wait to run to the church house to find some folk that was just like them that is going through some of the same stuff that they were going through, holding hands together and praising God and thanking him for what he done done in their life. They unified with one another because they knew when they walked out that door that if they had professed who Jesus was, the world was about to take them out. I don't know about you, but the world is still. Trying to take you out because if you profess who Jesus is, they still are attacking you, coming at you. And you need to get around folk that's like you, that y'all can come together and pray together and love together and rejoice together and praise God. But that ain't the church today. You want to run in your house? Boat up the door and think the world is going to stay out. But the problem with that is you still got to go to work. You still got to go to the grocery store. You still got to go somewhere. So you still got to deal with the world. But you come in here. Well, you're supposed to be giving God praise. And you're supposed to love your brothers and sisters in Christ instead of calling up Sister Justice huh, so she can spread your business. You call up a sister in the church that says, I don't know what I can do, but I can do one thing for you. I can get on my knees. I can give you and I can raise him up, and he come. what's in your life. We can't stand fellowshipping. We're supposed to be the body of Christ. The yard uses the term flock and I notice that is not a singular thing. A flock is a group of things. But we as the body of Christ want to be singular and not understand that God then said for us to become. Don't you know that we don't get stronger. In numbers. Don't you know we get stronger. In encouragement. See what's wrong with us today. 20, 40 and 50 years ago. This was a packed place. Because the reason why it was packed. Because everybody was going through the same thing. Right. The enemy What's the same? Well, I got news for you. The church may not be full anymore, but the enemy is still the same. (laughs) The games may change, but the game is still the same. And the problem is, we don't understand who we are. Uh In 1 Corinthians, Paul goes through talking about the church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 2, he says, To the church of God, which in Corinth. He's not talking about one person. He's talking about people of God. He uses the church to describe your name. He can't name them all individually. But he can call them church. And that means you too. And he says to the church of God Which is at this part To those who are sanctified In Christ Jesus To be called saints Now watch what I'm about to say Do you know That the problem with the church today is It don't even know they sanctified They don't even know what sanctification means All they know it's unsaved, I'm saved, but I don't know what sanctified me. They don't understand that God doesn't put them on a different path. They don't understand that they are set apart. They don't understand that what you used to be, God is not going to let you be that no more. They don't understand that you are a new creation in Christ. The old things of you is about to roll away and the new things is about to come. They don't understand that I'm going to take you out of the muck and mirror of where you're being. That I'm going to raise you up to where I need you to be. They don't understand that i gonna set you on a new direction. All that hate, all that pain, all that stuff that you used to do. I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to sanctify you. I'm going to glorify you. And I'm going to lift you up. And I'm going to up. Paul got pacific. He ain't talking about everybody. He said those that are sanctified. All right now. Now, here's the problem. Every believer is sanctified. Uh-oh. But every believer don't know they sanctified. Right See, that's the problem. Because uh-huh. most believers get saved but they don't want to be sanctified. They want heaven, but they don't want to live it on earth. They want to go, but they don't want to do what it takes to go. So they're not sanctified. So he said, do you call them saints? And with, who are in every place, call on the name Jesus, our Lord, both theirs and ours. See, the body of Christ Fellowship of belief. We came out of darkness. We came out of despair. We came out of death. And now we're in fellowship with his son. Now, here's where the problem is in the church today. Talk to the young folk. Actually, just talk to an average Christian. Yeah, it don't matter what their age is. This is what they'll tell you, the reason why the church ain't full, Because Satan did a great number on the church. And the preachers helped her do it. Come on, come on. Here's the great number he did. But as long as you got a relationship with God, you don't need the church.
0: Amen. Amen. All right now. Preach it.
1: As long as I got a relationship with God, I don't need the church. Well, my question going to be, is which God you got? Because <laughs> the God named Jesus that I serve is the author and the founder of the church. If I'm the author and the founder or something, how can I exclude you from participating in what I'm building? Oh, now that didn't hit home Let me say that again If I'm the fact And the author And the person That has said You are my flock And you belong in my church Then how Can you be in the flock And exclude What he doesn't say One of the great themes of the book of Corinthians. Watch this. <laughs> One are the great themes of this book. God does not require us to understand his will. Just obey it when it even seems unreasonable. I'll say that again. God does not Require us to understand His will Just obey Even if it seems Unreasonable Now let me translate that into English Today God don't care If you understand Why you gotta go to church God says go Even if it seems Unreasonable because you obey obeying what I done told you to do. And if you can do what I done told you to do, then you'll be able to do what more I have for you. Right. Yeah. See, what's wrong with us? You done got brainwashed into believing something that ain't true. Now I'm going to go like this. Hey, let me help you out. Now, I hope all y'all are with me, but if you ain't, let me help you. Here's your great myth. As long as I got a relationship with God, I'm good. Well, I'm sorry. When they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus didn't say one. He said two. And he did it like the cross. He said... Not only do you gotta have a relationship with God, but you can't do this relationship without doing the other part of the relationship. In other words, this is what Jesus said. He said, love thy God with all of thy heart, thy mind, and thy soul, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, he didn't separate them, he put them together. Like we gonna separate it and somehow think we good with God the part that has got to us and let me help you out you can't get spiritual and and exclude God's people Jesus was as spiritual as you can get but he made sure he dealt with the people I don't care how holy you get you can float on water you can walk through the air You can look like an angel flopping his wings, but I can say this, if you want it in, that you are so holy, that you ain't dealing with God's people, then you'd have missed the whole point of being a child of the living God. See the folk, you're so mad, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, but when they say come to the church, they got every excuse in the world. Well, Jesus said in John 10 and 10, he said, my sheep. See, I wonder about what sheep you are. He said, my sheep. He said, I put in a in a sheepfold. I laid down my life. I put them somewhere where they are saved. Those sheep that refuse to stay in the sheepfold, they're not my sheep no more. Because they have chosen to go in a direction that I never told them to go. And over time, they will start to deny who I am. Because even though they used to be in the sheepfold, over time, they get a hardened heart, they get a corrupt mind, and they walk in double standing. And I know what he done said. He said to thee, don't you be lukewarm because I already got something to say to you once you leave the sheepfold and you become lukewarm let me tell you what a lukewarm believer looks like I believe in Jesus but I believe in the world I'm gonna live in the world and I'm not gonna do what Jesus told me to do a lukewarm person wants the things of the world but want to still go to heaven according to my Bible. The Bible says, if you're lukewarm, he said, not me, he. If you want to be lukewarm, I sanctified you, I set you apart, I called you out, I put you in my sheepfold. My church is where my sheep are required to gather. But no other place on earth is where I done told them to gather. You gather in where I done built. And inside of you, I put my church in your heart and I'm transforming your mind to become the fellowship that I done called you to be. He said, if you want to be my sheep, sanctified, signed, sealed, and delivered, then you got to do what I have required you to do. And he said to the church, that's why many folk think they're going, but when they get there on judgment day, and if you hear him say, "Which you lukewarm," war? He's going to say to you, I'm going to spoo you out of my power. The Christian, unfortunately, they doing good works is what's gonna get you there. The Bible said you wasn't saved by works. You were saved by the grace of God that came and brought you down. The church has done got so polluted and deluded with the world stuff that you no longer know what the Bible said. And the Bible said that he, Through the grace of God, it's required us to fellowship, love, and deal with one another. And through that, you want to know why the people in your house ain't saved? Because they expect you to love them. But do you really want to save some people? Love them that don't know you.
0: All right.
1: Let your light shine to them that don't know you. You are saved them. You need an example. Jude and James grew up with Jesus. They didn't believe in Jesus. They didn't think He was the Son of God. And they didn't get on board till after the resurrection. Jesus couldn't even save his own house. You so busy trying to act like you saving your own house. Sometimes you need to let somebody else come into your house and disciple them because they remember what you used to be like. See, when you understand what the body of Christ can do, then we are able to expand and multiply. And do what God done called us to do. The church has to come together. It has to be unified. So that God can get his glory. You got to take the common experiences. Of what we all done shared. And walk hand in hand. And doing what God done said to do. We got to be have an undivided loyalty. Undivided. That's why God said you're double-minded. Because you don't have an undivided loyalty. you loyal to what you want to be. But when you need to be undivided and loyal to the Christ. He didn't say you will not have See, that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with us. He said the Holy Spirit is not to come in here and make us be divided among one another. The Holy Spirit is to bring us into unity and harmony and worshiping God. And the reason why we should have it is because we all agree that we belong to Jesus Christ. When you are a Chief fan, are you divided by other Chief fans? No, if they are a Falcon fan or a Cowboy fan, then you get divided. But if you are a true Chief fan, you gotta earn loyalty, undividedness to stay with them. And why don't you have it with the body of Christ? Oh. Oh. But we don't. We think of any reason to not want to be a part of the fellowship. And we wonder why we can't do the Great Commission. We wonder why we can't do what we need to do. Because we done got away from what the Bible done said. And the unity is to show and believe. The unity is to show and believe in the gloriousness of what Jesus said he's going to do. How many of you know he's coming back? Amen. How many see? see if you don't even have, he coming back. You already missed the boat because he is gonna come back, and he's coming back to judge the quick and the dead. And see, one of our greatest enemies is the devil, but we don't even know this devil. We keep thinking this devil is some evil thing. This ain't this devil. Used to be an angel. And the Bible says he knows how to disguise himself into an angel of light. you got to grow spiritually to recognize a devil when it's there because you got to be able to look past what you see and get inside of what's being revealed. He hasn't changed one bit since Adam and Eve. But the problem is, do you know what he's like? Have you dealt with him enough to know that you need God to see the devils that's around you. The thing that we got to understand, that God is coming back. Oh, this may sound hellfire and brimstone, but sometimes you need some hell. Sometimes you need some fire. And what I'm trying to keep you from is the brimstone because God said that one day, you're gonna be standing before the judgment seat and watch them and give your account. He's gonna say, What kind of church did you build? Or did you let me build the church that I wanted to build? He gonna, you got to give an account of what kind of church are you, or did you build it yourself? Or did you let him build it? See, when we understand that we the church, then you gotta understand what kind of church that you need to build it in. Now, pastor, I got a question. How do I know what kind of church I'm supposed to be? Well, you can't get it from Confucius. You can't get it from Plato. You can't get it from the wisdoms of Donald Trump. You can't get it from this world If you want to know what kind of church that you're supposed to be, then you got to get it from the master builder and the one that done built the church. He wrote it down. He gave you the Holy Spirit, and he said, I can build you into the church that I need you to be. See, the problem, we don't preach this stuff no more we running around preaching how you're supposed to be good and get all the blessings from God. But see, you don't understand the greatest blessing is the resurrected Christ that brought us into fellowship that got up on Sunday morning, on the third day, and he brought life and life for a body. You want to worry about what kind of Cadillac, what kind of Mercedes, what kind of clothes you got on. Do you worry about that on the third day? He got up with all power in his hand and he said, I am. Disciples. They felt defeated when Jesus died. And you're still living a defeated life. But let me tell you, the good news is the good news is that Jesus got us when death. When Jesus got up in the world What even ready for and they put him in the drop, and he was born of a virgin and there was no room for him in need but he got up and as a believer I got so excited I didn't turn my mic on to believe. In the fellowship. God will show up. And he'll change something. In your life. That you would have never got. If you wasn't in the fellowship. See. When we we'll are alive. The cross to work. See we don't even talk cross no more. All we want to talk is some kind of metaphoric. If you believe stuff, no, you need a cross in your life. You need to sometimes get hung up. Yeah. And see, God don't mind putting you up there. Because he said, take up your cross. Yeah. See, you no know Christians want to take up their cross. Somehow we're supposed to think there ain't no cross. He did it. Oh, he did it, but he brought one with you too. Yeah. And you need the other people that's on the cross. Which cross somebody See, that's what we're here for. It's a fellowship. My job is to remind you of what he done. done. So we should walk out of here having a Pentecostal Holy Ghost good time. See, see that's what's wrong with us. You ain't got the Holy Ghost in you because you don't want to use it. I, I can't make it without the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Spirit ain't to see him every day. I got to pray hard enough where he manifests himself. Open up my spiritual eyes so I can see you, Holy Ghost. I need you. Yes. 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 The fellowship is not about this just coming in here. Woes me. The fellowship ain't just bringing my kids to church because I ain't got it. The fellowship is about A body coming together and understanding what this is all about. It's not about see the reason why the unbeliever is not getting convicted. Because that's what the see y'all if you read your Bible, the Bible says the Holy Spirit brings conviction to the unbeliever. You know why we're not touching the unbeliever? Because we not letting the Holy Spirit out to do his work. Don't you know what I can't believe this? This is what burns me up about y'all in the church. Oh, pastor, I couldn't feel the spirit. Did you bring it? <laughs> what claim are these folks for what you got? we didn't have good church. Did you bring the church with you? I always look around for fun. See, I'm sorry. See, I'm sorry. I, 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 I read the wrong book. I, I, I read the wrong I don't know what book y'all. Y'all bring me y'all first. I want to read you words, because I must have missed something.
2: Because the book I
1: got don't be blaming other folks. The book I got makes you look right there in the mirror. And this is what I love about the book I got. It's not a mirror on the wall. It's a mirror inside that makes me look. That's the book I got. God calls the church to be his witness. And I don't think we his witness because we done got away from what we supposed to be witnessing. See, when Jesus is not at the forefront, that's why you don't like coming to church. Because we were talking about this in my The biggest reason why you don't want to come to church. Because you don't want to learn. You want to be entertained. Uh, All you spend your whole day doing is looking for entertainment. That's it. You you, you just look to be entertained. You you work because you have to, because you want to keep what you got, thinking that you're going to keep it. Yeah. But I know when we roll your in here. Yeah. But we're so busy Trying to be what we ain't, Instead of trying to be What you're supposed to be And God is saying What's wrong with these folks Don't you know he took 12 And turned the whole Middle East upside down. He's supposed to have almost a billion people that claim to be Christian. And the world is turning us upside down. That's right. I think I'm the only one that come to church wanting to see y'all. I think I'm the only one that come to church with Sister such and such? We are Brother such and such? What's this? Where they? I don't know who's supposed to be where. That's a shame. But I know where you (laughs) sit. And when you ain't there, I know you ain't (laughs) there. See, I think I'm the only one that runs in church. But you, the pastor, no, I'm a child of God. God. I want to be with my brothers and sisters. I want to be with my brothers and sisters because I've been out there. I'm full of mess. I got their thoughts in my mind. They done cuss me out. They done get all this. I want to feel some love. They done called me every name in the book my sin. I don't want to go to 2559 North Rock Road Court and pull up the door and say, oh Lord, praise you. No, I want to be amongst these folks. (laughs) See, I can't I see love from the 65 bitch, but I can see a love for the 65 year old. Oh I don't want that artificial stuff. I want the real stuff. But that's what the fellowship is supposed to be about, all right? Thank you, Holy Spirit. You just lick this place some <laughs> Tear up. But when we understand, as a church, we are supposed to be witnessing to the world. You're supposed to have your own personal resurrected testimony. You are supposed to be living a spirit-filled life that is full of the fruit of the Spirit. The reason why folk don't like to to go to church because folk they're looking for something that we supposed to already have. One thing I can give credit for I'm not bragging. I'm telling you the truth. I got to get some more cards because I done handed them out. Because nothing else if you demonstrate it daily they looking at you going where you go to church at? But if they don't see it what are we doing? Jesus came. He called us, our children, his children. And he calls us to reach for one another. I want to build a church and a fellowship like the old days. I know we don't want to go back to the old days. Well, I sure don't want to go to the new days because the new days ain't doing too much is nothing. But unity, love, and the joy of seeing God's people is what fellowship is all about. We talked about the slaves, and we talked about slavery, and we talked about black history. We talked about the Jews. Them folks had jobs too. But when the job was over, they got together. And they praised God because of what they done been through. Now, it's either you got one or two problems. Either you done got so used to what you go through that you don't even need God to go through it. Or, you done been through so much that you run to his house and say, where's the rest of my church family? so we can worship God and I can skip on out of here with a new life a new beginning and rejoicing and praising his name when Peter and them got beat, beat when they went to prison when they went through they didn't run around wolves me. they came out dancing and singing and thanking God that he had brought them through And let me let you know another one more little secret. Ready? Ready. They didn't run home. All right. They ran to the fellowship. Right. Amen. 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 We're going to take you today because our lives need to perpetuate what Jesus has done. And Sister Wanda, before I close, I'm going to give an invitation and Brother Minister Espinosa. We're going to do an invitation off the Black National Anthem. And we're going to sing it. Not just to end black history, but we're going to sing it. Because it's a part of our (laughs) family.